In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Just forgive and forget. Isn't that what we're told to do in life? No one really likes conflict, so let's just shake hands and make up. Just leave it in the past. Sound familiar? Wouldn't it be great if we could just go through life without any conflict, just living together in perfect harmony? I suppose that's why we pray for thy kingdom to come every day, because that's the kind of living we long for. But in our world as it currently operates, there are conflicts. There are injustices. Sometimes we're on the receiving end. Sometimes we're on the giving end. Some can seem to be small and insignificant to us at the time, while others can and have literally changed the way our world works over decades or even hundreds of years. Some of the conflicts that exist will never be settled by a simple handshake. And none of them will ever be settled by just one person or one side of the disagreement doing all of the work. The readings we heard this morning have a common theme. In the epistle, taken from his second letter to Timothy, St. Paul instructs Timothy to proclaim the message, be persistent whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. Convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. And in the reading from the Gospel, Jesus tells us a parable about an unjust judge who finally relents to a persistent widow's incessant nagging and grants her the justice she has been crying for each day of her life. Do you see the pattern here? Maybe what the Holy Spirit might be trying to tell us this morning is that things that are worth doing are not always easy. And things that are worth doing can take a long, long time. One of the most important charges we have as followers of Jesus Christ is called reconciliation. Merriam-Webster defines reconciliation as the act of restoring to friendship or harmony. St. Paul wrote in his second letter to the Corinthians, from now on, we regard no one from a human point of view. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And while this ministry of reconciliation is and should be applied to every conflict in our lives, it's perhaps most well known in our national church around the efforts to address the systematic racism that has pervaded our nation and even the Episcopal Church as a whole throughout the years. In fact, the prestigious DuBose Lecture Series at Swanee has decided to dedicate three of its years of lectures towards racism. And we as Christians are called to reconciliation about that. The last installment of these series will occur next fall and our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, will be the keynote speaker. So I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later as we get closer. A few years ago, I attended a panel discussion at a conference that really opened my eyes to the subject. 
And I believe it was a truly spiritual experience for the people who were in attendance. It was perhaps the first time that many of us had heard a panel of really respected individuals from a variety of cultures, including the Episcopal Church's own Missioner for Racial Reconciliation, tell their stories and personal experiences about how they have encountered racism within society and within the church. For me, it was truly eye-opening and yet empowering at the same time. Eye-opening because hearing the stories put real faces and emotions to the issues we read about and see on the news every day. And because that panel consisted of six completely different people, it forced me not to see simply racism simply as a black and white issue, but a sin that has pervaded all of humanity. And yet I also felt empowered by what I heard. Empowered because it's actually something that I can do, something that we all can do to challenge racism and begin the long and no doubt difficult task of reconciliation in the world, and especially in our country. But healing of any kind cannot really begin in truly, until we truly understand what reconciliation is and what it is not. Reconciliation is not blind forgiveness or forgetting the wrongs that have been committed. Reconciliation is not just writing a blank check for making up for whatever happened in the past. Reconciliation, first and foremost, begins with relationships. And whether the lines that divide us are drawn on racial or religious or socioeconomic basis, God calls us to look beyond our human differences and see each other only as fellow children of God, each of us created in God's holy image. But no one ever said it was going to be easy. Reconciliation of any kind takes a devoted and sustained effort on both parties. There must be a mutual understanding reached, regardless of forgiveness can even be granted. And it's from within this dialogue that true relationships can form and true healing can begin to occur. God has already reconciled God's self to us through Christ. But what kind of relationship and with what or with who do we choose to put our efforts towards? And how long are we willing to keep putting forth our energies and continue working towards establishing God's kingdom on earth, here and now? Will we be able to see God in the populations of our city and our country who need our love and support? Will we continue to fight for them even if our reputations get a little banged up along the way? Are we like the widow in Jesus' parable this morning, committed to seek justice from the unjust authorities, even if that means going against the social establishment again and again and again until justice is finally served? Are we willing to sit down face to face and embrace someone who looks or acts completely different than we do? And will we finally recognize that we all look beautiful and perfect in God's eyes? Reconciliation and all that it entails can be a scary thought. St. Paul even wrote, as for you, endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Carry out your ministry fully. But always remember that in forming and renewing these godly relationships with those around us, we are doing nothing less than helping to bring Christ himself 
into our world. And there is no greater calling as a follower of Jesus Christ than this. There's really no question about it. Jesus himself said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another.